It's time for Twig This Week in Google and the latest from Google I.O. Uh, Jeff Jarvis and I will watch from afar as Gina and Kevin Marks talk all about the latest from Google next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for This Week in Google is provided by Cashfly. C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twig, This Week in Google, episode 94, recorded May 11th, 2011. Cloud Liver. This Week in Google is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to Squarespace.com slash Twig, and be sure to check out their annual plans for savings of up to 20% off. And by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail in about one business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to Netflix.com slash Twit. It's time for Twig this week in Google and the cloud. And we are actually going to pull in people from the cloud right now, starting with Kevin Marks, who is in the press room at Google I.O., which is going on right now, Google's developer conference. Hello, Kevin. Hi, there. Good C to see you again. Congrats on your new uh, job with Salesforce.com. That's fantastic. I'm very excited about that. And that's the, the original cloud company. So that's very excited to be working there and bringing... Um, web standards to Salesforce and Salesforce to web standards. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. Poor Kevin just can't hold a job. I mean, everywhere. He's been <laughs> everywhere. Apple and uh, Google and uh, uh, BT and now Salesforce. I know. My God. <laughs> nice to have He's you. He's had Thank many you. lives. And sitting right... Career ADD. Career ADD. No, this is the way it is these days. Sitting right next to him in the uh, press room. I think they can actually reach out and touch each other somehow. We can! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That'll work. Gina Trufani is also we here. We have a lot of fun. Smarterword.org. She's an Android developer, so she, of course, is at Google I.O. Uh, I'm with my people. And I was there at the uh, keynote yesterday. We'll talk about that. And, of course, there's another keynote that just happened today. And, uh, we didn't cover that one live, but there's lots to talk about uh, with that. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, let me introduce uh, the guy in uh, uh, in square number three in our little Hollywood squares setup, Mr. Jeff Jarvis. Uh, the guy with the dinky little The, the dinky guy. little guy. Oh. Size doesn't matter, Jeff. It's okay. <laughs> why is it women always say that? <laughs> And, and why is it they always kind of laugh maniacally yeah, I, afterwards? I know, I, I know. I'll never understand that. Great to have you, uh, Jeff. In fact, thanks for covering. Uh, you and Tom Merritt uh, did the uh, the dirty work yesterday covering. Oh, it was great fun. It, it was, was great so fun. good. Course, the great thing was I was going off in the stratosphere about how important this was, and then and then I remembered Wave and Buzz and Google TV and Tom, you Ugh. know, <laughs> put a proper pin in my heels. Well, it, uh, so if you, if you watched uh, uh, either our stream or Google's official stream, you saw uh, the keynote yesterday. Again, Google did it again today at Google I.O. And now there's breakout sessions and seminars and stuff. But we thought we'd get together, uh, as always, and uh, talk about some big announcements uh, from Google. Um, where should we start? Let's, uh, let's recap. Gina, maybe you and I can recap, and, and anybody wants to chime in, what happened yesterday. Uh, it was all about Android yesterday, right? Right. Yesterday was Android. Today was Chrome. 
Um, so yeah, there's tons of stuff yesterday, and in fact, we re we recorded a little bit, Leo. I don't know if. Oh, I have that video. Should I uh, should I do that? Up to you. I I wasn't even thinking. Yeah, I have the video of it. I'll tell you what. Um, let's play it. Uh, we will edit it in, and I will play it uh, after the show because I don't want to slow us down. So it's a, it is about, I think, a five-minute video where I talk to you, um, Lance Ulanoff of PC Magazine, Ben Parr from Mashable, and the Scobalizer, Robert Scoble, about their thoughts on Android. So uh, let's roll that right now. Day one of Google I.O. Leo Laporte at Moscone Center in San Francisco. That's Android everywhere. And Gina Trapani and I both sat in for the uh, keynote of day one. There's another one tomorrow. Yeah, there's another one tomorrow. I don't know what else there could be tomorrow. Today's was pretty great. These were the big announcements. It seems that way, although I don't know. I'm a big fan of the uh, maybe a little extra, maybe a little more tomorrow. Well, there's, Google's much more than Android, and this was all Android. That's true. I mean, we'll see some uh, Chrome Chrome focus tomorrow. Right. So tell me what you uh, what you think. As a developer, I mean, this was aimed at you. It sure was, and I, I was I was pretty excited. I have to say, the the, the honeycomb announcements, the the hardware, that Arduino based ADK, that thing looks cool. I wanted to get my hands on that. I'm super excited. I mean, watch the the demo, the, the head movement demo. There's so many cool things. The developer, I was like, oh, I gotta I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and get make my Android app really awesome. There was a pretty clear message to developers that we're gonna put Android everywhere, including in devices and refrigerators and lights, and there's gonna be a single unified SDK. Uh, that will allow the developers to develop across the board. I mean, we'll see how that works out. Definitely. I mean, the, the message today to developers was like, we're going to make great tools that let you make awesome apps that are going to work on all kinds of devices, and they're going to be everywhere. And that's really, really exciting to developers. And I, I'm really excited to see, see some of those tools and see some of the neat things you can do with, uh, with Honeycomb 3.1 and then Ice Cream Sandwich. The Google executive who led the keynote, Vic Gundotra, he usually does it. He did a very nice job. Kept saying the word choice. This seems like this is, w it, by the way, that no mention of Apple this time. No slams at anybody else. It was... There was that one. There were a few. Early, there was an image of the Android robot eating an apple. Okay, I missed that. It, it was about 60 seconds in. It was just a visual, but that was the only. And then there was a little uh, genius... Uh, genius um, mention around music, you know, the right. playlist. But no, not too many, no, not too many digs at Apple. Although Except that the word choice is directly in uh, contrast to Apple's uh, marketing. Absolutely. Big emphasis on how many devices are out there, how many activations there have been, and, you know, that great shot of the little Android robot that everyone loves, kind of, you know, wearing its jetpack and just shooting shooting up that, that, that infographic. Uh, so a lot about momentum and a lot about choice. Choice was the, was the word. And, and finally, the biggest cheer, of course, at the end, when Vic announced that all 5,000 people were going to receive the new Galaxy Tab 10-inch tablet, and that it not only would be starting with Honeycomb, but it would be running 3.1 uh, within a week or two. Next couple of weeks, that was definitely the Oprah moment, right? Everybody, everybody loves that. You want, you want, you know, get your tablet. It's not out for another month, and everyone that's here, you know, everyone that's watching the live stream is jealous. I, you know, I got, I got a dozen tweets instantly. That's like, oh, enjoy your new tablet. <laughs> so yeah, developers love that. Hey, we, we're gadget geeks. We love getting our hands on stuff early. Not only are we getting early hardware, we're going to get the software early as well. That's exciting. So uh, we're going to actually talk to a couple of other people, if you don't mind, who are here at the at the Google I/O. I see Ben Parr from uh, Mashable. Hey, Ben, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? What's your uh, sense from what you saw tonight? They put out a lot of new things here in one hour. It is, uh, it, it, it's clear that Android is growing and that uh, Google is not stopping with it. They announced 400,000 activations a day. And they're at 100 million total, which is a huge number if you think about it. Uh, 
Apple, it's interesting because Apple is now starting to say, well, we don't care if we're number one, or that's the kind of the spin that's going around. Is We never wanted to be number one. It's pretty clear that Android is now the number one handset uh, platform. Uh, in terms of pure numbers, it seems that, that way. Uh, it, it just seems like two different strategies on how to approach the mobile and the tablet market. Obviously, Apple has done very, very well with its approach to uh, tablets and phones, and clearly Google's done a very good job with it. I feel like it's just a market that's big enough for two very big players. Mashable, of course, covers Web 2.0, and uh, the big uh, Google Music's announcement was today, the cloud service. The service they announced a year ago they finally have released. What do you think of it? Um, it, it seems like a very, very good service. It's um, interesting that they weren't able to get the deals with like the major music players, so that you could have like the like streaming platform. But um, as a product itself, there, there's a lot of cool things being able to push it to different devices. You have all that googliness within it. Yeah, Google it does a great job of saying what they're going to do up front. Delivery is another problem for Google. Getting, making it happen. Uh, they, Google can be hit or miss. You've, you've had some major hits. Obviously, Android's a major hit. But if you remember a couple years ago, two years ago, here they announced Google Wave. That was a big miss. Last year, it was Google TV. That's still to be determined. Uh, so it just kind of depends on which product. And like any other, an, any other company, you have some hits and you have some misses. Nice to see you, Ben. Thanks for stopping by. Look who else is here. Lance Ulanoff, the editor-in-chief of PC Magazine. Hi, Lance. Hey, how's it going? Uh, they brought you all the way out from New York. Uh, yes, I decided it was important enough to come out here. I mean, Google, uh, Google's made its mark, uh, it seems now, in every part of our lives. I mean, and apparently they want to, uh, they're going for global domination. It's interesting, you know, Microsoft for years, wa their, their, their kind of business message was uh, Windows everywhere in everything. And it seems like Google's still on the page from that. I was. I was thinking about this sort of embedded approach. It was like Andro Android in everything from an exercise bike to a light bulb. I, like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, so you really just, you know, and when you start giving reference designs, you know, for hardware, that they can drop into anything. So you're going to be buying stuff in the future. You don't even know it has Android in it. You don't even know that it works with your Android phone. It's a very smart, very savvy move, but of course you got to get the developers, you got to get the partners in there. They announced exactly, I think, one partner on that side. You know, there was a light bulb guy. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, nobody ever heard of. It wasn't Philips. It wasn't somebody like that, but it's a good first step. And now we really understand their intentions. But I am a little confused. They said one OS for everything. What about Chrome? Yeah, well, we'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. But that's been an interesting schism in Google's strategy. They've got two OSs. And, and when they push Android as heavily as they did today, you have to wonder, where's Chrome OS? Yeah, I, I'm just not getting this. I, mean, I, I like the Chrome browser a lot. I use it all the time. But I don't feel like the Chrome OS is truly an OS. I usually feel claustrophobic inside of it. And I, I almost feel like it's an experiment that's run its course. And now, go ahead. You've got Android. First of all, great branding with Android. People understand it. Look at all these robots. <laughs> and they've just broken it out. They've broken it out of the phone and the tablet space. They've just said, go free, be free, do all this stuff, be everywhere, be in our homes, be in our lives. I think that's a great strategy. You got to drop Chrome OS. They did answer some people's questions about openness. They they didn't say specifics, but they did say several times, open source. Yeah, they said that's what they said. That, open, open, open. But is that enough? You know what? What does open really mean? I mean, you can apply any sort of meaning to that. And when they have sort of trusted partners or selected partners, they say, yeah, it's open. 
but it'll be open right after this. So first we give it to the people who are our closest partners. They do what they need to do. Then we open it up to the world. So open is a fungible word. You can do with it whatever you want. And I think that's what Google does here. But the intention is mostly good. Well, it's also critical. I can see how you might not want open in a handset space. But if you're going to go out in the light bulbs and uh, refrigerators and speaker systems, open becomes very important. Well, by the way, I spoke to a bunch of appliance manufacturers out at CES this year. And that was something we talked about quite a bit. Because openness also refers to standards. When you have openness, you have no standards. And appliance manufacturers absolutely want standards that they cannot agree on. This and there's no good at standard right now. No, there isn't. And this is why we don't really have smart appliances, why they are not, in fact, talking to each other. Could Android become that platform? Could it become that subsystem? If they can get to Westinghouse, Slovenia, all of these guys, and convince them to march down the path. Lance, it's great to see you. PCMag.com. Got to come back onto it soon. Thanks. I will. Take care. Hey, look who else is here. Robert Scoble. I'm surprised you're not overplaying on that giant labyrinth game. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> tell, them, tell us about that. Well, it's, uh, they're, they're building... Life-size. Uh, Life-size. <laughs> but they're building these uh, hardware controllers that are built on Android, and so your phone or uh, your tablet can talk to these new hardware controllers and control machines and uh, physical machines. I know you and I both last year bought Google TVs, yeah. hoping... Uh, and really, I disconnected mine. I don't know about you. Do you they announced today that they'll be running 3.1 uh, and uh, Honeycomb 3.1 and the App Store, the market, Google Marketplace, would be available on these devices. Does that make a difference? Not to me anymore. I, you know, I, I'm an iPad user, and I'm using AirPlay to push the uh, videos from my iPad onto my TV through Apple TV. And Apple TV is 99 bucks. The Google TV is still 300 300 it's too expensive. I can't recommend it to my friends because it's too expensive and it doesn't do what the uh, Apple TV does. Uh, everybody loves that AirPlay. And if they have an answer to that, that's interesting. But so far, they haven't really demonstrated that, that connected system yet. It feels like Google's playing catch-up to Apple. Uh, at, at least on tablets, it is. Now, on, on handsets, you know, they're, like you said, they're number one in uh, numbers. So... Um, if you're a developer, now you're not, but put yourself in the mind, you talk to a lot of developers, is the message today compelling enough for a developer to say, I might either abandon iOS or do a dual platform strategy? No. Uh, dual platform, absolutely. I, the major, you know, you see Angry Birds, it's on every platform. Yeah, you have to. If you're big enough. The problem is not most developers don't have the resources to do both. It's really telling. At, you were at South by Southwest. I, I got, saw about 30 apps there, new apps only one of which was shown to me on an Android device. Uh, I spoke at the Wear 2.0 conference. I asked, how many people here have Androids? 10%. That's surprising, since location and Google seem to go hand in hand. Because the top apps, the top development tools are still on Apple. And they didn't answer that. They also didn't talk about social. We're all wondering, you know, what are they going to do with that plus one thing? What, what are they going to do to keep Facebook from uh, taking over search eventually? That might be tomorrow, of course. No, I just talked to Rohit. He was just standing behind you, who runs, uh, who's heavily involved in the social team. He says, no, nothing for tomorrow. Coming this summer. Here's a scoop. Uh, one other story that broke this morning, Microsoft just down the road having a press conference announcing that they uh, have bought Skype for $8.5 Your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, funny because I told uh, Bomber and Sanofsky and Gates to buy it in 2004, and he, they all wrote me an email that I have. I, I'm trying to get it back on my blog, but it, it says... Uh, 
business value 13 times. <laughs> it says no business value. Oh, they've changed their tune. They've changed their tune. Big business value if it's eight and a half billion. Yeah. How much of this has to do with their ownership of, or of a stake in Facebook? Do you think that, that this is partly for Facebook? I don't think it has much to do with Facebook. I think they're getting attacked by Box.net, Salesforce Chatter, VMware has something coming out in a week. They're getting hit in the enterprise, and they need to have other ways to hook you in and keep you on a Microsoft Office, you know, platform, uh, an enterprise platform. And Skype is a huge piece of that, right? We're all on Skype, and uh, that's a big deal. Robert Scoble, thanks. Rackspace.com and uh, Building 43. Yep, Building 43, the center of the Internet. That's where uh, Larry Page and Marissa sit. Thank you, Robert. Nice to see you. Nice to see uh, all the people here, 5,000 developers, day one at Google I.O. The message is Android everywhere and choice for Android users and, of course, the big sell to uh, developers. It's a platform you want to develop for. We'll find out what they announce uh, tomorrow at day two. Uh, I imagine it'll be Chrome OS, Search, and more. Uh, back to the studios and This Week in Google. Okay, we rolled it. Now. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. Now we're back. <laughs> the magic of uh, editing, we're back. And um, uh, so it was all about Android. Uh, they did say some things I think that were pretty uh, important, including, uh, Kevin, and I imagine you were of interest as, an as a developer, a third-party developer for Android. Uh, they reinforced the fact that Honeycomb and, and all Androids are open. Yes. Um, and that answered the question I think a lot of people had. Well, I, I missed the I missed the um, Android um, uh, fireside chat yesterday. I think Gina went to that, um, so I didn't get all the details there. But yeah, because Andy they, Rubin they, Andy Rubin was actually uh, in the press conference, not in the keynote. Yes. Right. Weirdly, he was never on stage. I was surprised about that. Yeah, but he but he was available to journalists. Did he reinforce what they said on stage that uh, they intend to keep Android open and to offer uh, people uh, the source code soon? Well, uh, yeah, so I didn't make it to the fireside chat, although Eileen tweeted something that it was really fireside because it was like the questions were filled with fire, sort of being shot at the Android team, which made me laugh. Um, so now Honeycomb isn't going to go open source, but Ice Cream Sandwich is going to combine uh, Gingerbread and Honeycomb, and that will be That will be their source. unified. So, so they were that, never going to release the source of Honeycomb? From what I hear, oh, that's no, interesting. they're not. They're not going to release that source, which is which is kind of interesting. Um, so Honeycomb 3.1 is coming out in the next few weeks. We're going to get that on our tabs. Uh, that's got some cool stuff, resizable widgets, and it's going to be a USB host. So you can you can you know plug in a bunch of things. Like they, they had a demo on stage of someone with an Xbox controller plugged into um, a Honeycomb tablet playing Cordy. Is that the name of that game? Which is kind of cool. That was really um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. But Ice Cream Sandwich, we're looking at Q4. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, the one OS that's going to run at, at everywhere. And th that's where so the really cool demos It's interesting. Were. So I think they said, in effect, they're saying, ah, we kind of, Honeycomb was kind of a botch. We're not yeah, going to release that. Yeah, it's kind of that. this weird fork of like, right. oh, we just need to get a tablet out. But Ice Cream Sandwich is really where it's at, man. You know, that's, that's really well, <laughs> and I, should, I should explain a gloss a little bit. You said our tablets. They handed out to developers, uh, to the 5,000 developers in the keynote, uh, these Samsung 10.1-inch tabs, which aren't out yet. They're special edition. They have on the back, they have um, little Android guys. Um, and uh, these are, these are, this is a dual processor uh, tablet, kind of almost a reference design at this point for what the Android tablets look like going forward. Today, they handed out uh, CR, well, not CR48s, but, but Chrome OS 
laptops. Chromebooks. Chromebooks. So they're calling them Chromebooks now. Chrome? Yeah. Okay. There's. They didn't have Oh, running the music app. Um, they didn't actually hand out the Chromebooks. They they gave us. They said we'll send you one in June. Okay. Uh, they announced that the, the Chromebooks we Chromebooks um, will be coming out in June fifteenth um, from Acer and from Samsung, uh, right? Samsung. Samsung. Samsung at a price point of around um, uh, three fifty to four fifty. Yeah. yeah. We're let's get to that in a second. I want to finish the. Yeah. There's so much to say. Yeah. There's there's a lot. Lots of stuff. Yeah, there is. I think there's, there's some big implications to what they're doing too. Yeah. Well, they yeah. basically look to me like Android everywhere. In fact, you heard Lance Ulanoff yeah. liken it to Microsoft's strategy of some years ago, Microsoft Windows everywhere. Um, Android everywhere except the desktop. They're, they're still reserving that for uh, Chrome OS or Windows or Macintosh, but they want to see Android on, on for instance, uh, Android at home on home appliances, on lights. That's where yeah, it that finally comes, that I think. Was... That's, the, that's the net of things. Right, finally arrives, yep. and and it, what's beautiful about it is it's so much the opposite strategy of what Apple can do. Apple is Apple going to allow something to connect to your refrigerator or stove if it's not Apple branded? Uh, no, and Google's willing to control anything. Well, it's been an issue. You know, anybody who's looked at home automation, and, uh, and I've and we've been all waiting for a standard. The problem is there was one called Z-Wave, but these are all small companies promoting these standards, um, and. Uh, there wasn't enough weight behind any one standard for it to, to get a grip. Um, I would have loved it if Google had gotten behind Z-Wave, which is already kind of out there. They are in the same frequency. They didn't. They've created their own standard. But I guess because it's Google, it has a shot. Uh, and it is something I think we want. You need a standard. You need a platform. You look at what Windows did for computing. Uh, Google has an opportunity to do that for automation for network everywhere, for intelligence everywhere. that right? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks that way. The demos were, the two home automation demos were kind of interesting. One was, you know, the lights would, would in the house would kind of, you know, would get really bright when you shot someone in a game, which <laughs> was kind of cool, but also a little weirdly impractical. The other one was they had uh, CDs, like music CDs with, with theoretical NFC uh, tags on them, and they would tap it to the Android device, and it would know what the album was, and then you you'd tap yeah. it again, and it would just start playing the music. By the way, never gonna happen. No. It's never gonna oh, happen. Really. I mean, what's the point of having the CD to begin well, with? I like if, the if idea, because the, if you have a CD collection, you can tap it on the Android, and you don't have to download it. But that's not going to happen. And even with the, I'm uploading right now my music collection uh, to this, the music the player. You have to upload them. They will not do that. They could do it, that automatic recognition. But Michael Robertson got his pants suit off uh, with MP3.com doing the same thing. And I don't think anybody's going to take a chance of doing that again since he did lose that case or he settled that case. Right. Uh, he, oh, by the way, we interviewed him again. a couple of weeks ago and he said, you know what? They would not have won, but we just couldn't afford to fight Universal Vivendi. But he says, he, he I wish he'd pursued it because we would have a very different world if you could just kind of wave your, uh, your CDs at something and say, okay, I proved I have it. Now just put it in my cloud. Well, but, but Leo, I think it was a shot across the bow. If you, if you look at where they're going here, you know, we were saying yesterday during the, the, the presentation that where's the store? Where's the store? Well, maybe there's never a store. Maybe Google's proper role is you got it, we'll organize it. We'll organize it for you. I, I mean, I have to say I like this because on a portable device, look, I've got all these, I've got all these uh, right. CDs now, you know? So, um, so in that sense, I think what they're saying is if you bought it anywhere, you should be able to organize it here. Right. 
And right. I think they'll argue that they're trying to encourage buying. You know, one could one could fight that, but fine. Um, and and you know, you look at the report today about social that they're looking to do the same thing with social. Where where what I said yesterday was that Google's still not connecting people, but but the internet is the connection machine. And if they can similarly have a layer atop the internet that and in, in the cloud in your space that organizes what you have. Well, there is there's definitely buying in here. You know, if you play an artist, you can see more by artists. You can, you you can, uh, you know, in theory, you can. It seems like I saw uh, buy this at some point. Uh, maybe it points to Amazon. I, it, see, yeah, why should Google get in the music business? I I like the functionality of this, especially since this is uh, first generation. I think that the the potential for this is is great. Uh, and I am currently uploading. I've uploaded 463 of my 6,018 songs, but it does it automatically. I don't have to think about it. I mean, it's it's annoying that it's it has to do that, but I just downloaded the free program. It's running on where my iTunes is. It says, you want me to upload the iTunes, all the iTunes music? I said, yeah, put it all up on the cloud. Once and it's free for now, that. right? The beta is U.S. only and free for now. And so, invite only, by and, the way. and invite only, yeah. right. So don't all come yelling at me that you don't have it yet. Uh, um, what will happen is you'll get a little uh, headphone. The, the icon changes on the music player from a speaker to a headphone. Uh, look at this, though. These, all these artists, they're not on the phone. They're all uh, on my cloud, which is kind of cool. Um, so, I mean, there is, there is some real advantage to this. I mean, it's on all my Android devices now. Right, and it does some uh, some smart caching that you know music that you've listened to. It tries to guess what it should cache so that right. you can keep listening to it offline. I haven't had a whole a chance to play with it a whole lot. My internet connection at the hotel was awful, so I wasn't able to upload any of my songs <laughs> after quite some time. I'm excited oh, to go home bad. and do that. But you'll um, be but able to try it on the plane is, home. You'll see how it works. Yeah, see, right, see how well the offline the offline uh, component works. I, this is interesting because it isn't. You're right. It's not a business for Google. So, Jeff, what's your theory that the that Google, whether it opens a store or not, it wants to be the place to organize your stuff, right? right. They're going to organize. They organize the world first. They're going to organize you, and that um, if only you could wave the CD, you know, why shouldn't well, you be rewarded be nice? with that? You own it, right? And Google could probably protect it better and say that we verified this person owns this thing. Well, That's I would love to see them that. do that. That would be absolutely incredible if they did, you know. Um, so that's just a theory, but you know, as I said, I thought Wave was going to be huge too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think this is. Oh, I think this is pretty compelling. Uh, um, it's different from what Amazon's doing because it's not tied to a store. It does just go. You know, you just yeah. basically you you run this music player on your desktop, and it's going to copy everything over. I think I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know when they didn't say when they're going to make this available, um, to not by non-invitation, but I presume it'd be fairly soon. I mean, the the whole sell on this, right, was no wires, no painful syncing, right, and that's definitely a shot at the iPod, iTunes, uh, you know, Connect, Sync. Well, by the way, when I go to Music Player, it launches it in Chrome, and of course, this is also something for Chrome OS that you need because you don't have much storage yep. on these Chromebooks. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they showed it on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes that makes sense there. I, I don't know. I like this. I, I think this is about what you'd expect from Google. It's probably a little more polished than uh, Google TV. That was some <laughs> of the 
some of the other news we got uh, yesterday was that Google TV will have Ice Cream Sandwich 3.1. Am I right? Is that 3.1? What is Ice Cream Sandwich? Honeycomb is 3.1, actually. Honeycomb. Uh, yeah. there, there is not a version number for Ice Cream Sandwich yet, so okay. I'm not sure if that's going to be four or what. Uh, but Google TV is going to get the Android market, and I believe it was, my notes were, it's going to get Honeycomb 3.1. That's what I thought, too, 3.1. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Is that going to rescue Google TV? Are you going to bring well, it back out of the I'll take. Order? I'll dust it off. <laughs> it's sitting in a closet right now. Yeah. $300 write-off. Mm. If, <laughs> if I could put Angry Birds on it and play it on my TV. I mean, I've got a keyboard with the Logitech one with it. It's got a trackpad. And it's like a computer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty interesting. I'll tell you one thing I noticed immediately, though, on this uh, tablet is, the, is there aren't a lot of Honeycomb apps. And while all the apps run... Uh, only a handful of them run and take advantage of the real estate. You know, if you run Angry Birds, it does fill up the screen, but it, but you can see some scaling issues a little bit with it. Not, you know, that stuff's not vector graphics, and 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 look, it's got big buttons in the bottom and stuff like that. So Gmail is pretty awesome. Gmail does a nice job, but this yeah. is Google writing for. Right, of course. Although interestingly enough, and this will come out with 3.1, this Gmail widget doesn't. Stretch to, to doesn't resize. Yeah, but it will. That was yeah. such yep. a big deal. And people made a big deal out of that. But look at this is the this that was is not worth applause. Yeah, isn't that funny? I guess people really wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was interesting. Developers clapped harder at the announcement that the Open Handset Alliance would be enforcing guidelines about that's updates huge. Coming out. Yes, M much harder at that than you know Google Music, which was a consumer product shipping yesterday. That right. that was a really big announcement. I thought the eighteen month guidelines. You know, for, yeah. for shipping out the latest version of Android, if hardware allows. Um, you know, we're really you're, trying to address the fragmentation issue. So every phone contract is 24 months, and they're going to guarantee that you'll get the latest. Uh, <laughs> right before your months? contract expires. Yeah, they don't, they don't care about you the last six months. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> right before your contract expires. All right, we'll give you the latest version. I wonder whether that was what the, what the telcos wanted. But it, it's it's the ultimate in planned obsolescence. You know exactly when it's obsolete. Eighteen months. Why, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, why why give them such a big window? It's yeah, a mean, long the, time. The truth is, I'm behind now anyway because I don't get the updates of the of the damned OSs. It's really irritating. That's 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 a I that's agree. a problem with Android. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the open accessory stuff was was pretty cool. What's that? Tell us about that. Android open accessory, like the, 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 first of all, the ADK, I mean, this entire conference is just filled with nerd bait. And my, my, my first bit of nerd bait that really got me was this Arduino based ADK, which is a, which is a hardware um, development kit for being able to connect, you know, anything to Android via USB initially and then Bluetooth later and being able to just, you know, add peripherals and, and, you know, program this board to, to interact with, with Android. That was, that was really cool. They have, Android you know, I think that's huge, and I don't think that they yeah. nearly speculated enough about what that could do. It really does become, as I said earlier, the, the, the net of things, and yeah. right. you can use that ADK to control, you know, a lawnmower or a your stove or refrigerator or you know, eventually a car. Well, they know? had a it's, giant labyrinth yeah. game actually. That was, that was, <laughs> as a stockholder, yeah, I was pissed at that. <laughs> That was, that was a waste of money. I wanted to get in it. They wouldn't let people in it. I, 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 <laughs> oh, you wanted to stand on it? I wanted to stand on it. The uh, the the exercise equipment demo was pretty good. 
um, the, the, the stationary bike, you know, you plug in your Android and then you play this game where if you pedal faster, you know, you keep, you keep the little robot above. So, I mean, that, that was really neat. Like fitness, uh, fitness equipment, I thought was a really good sort of demo. You know, I think there's no question in my mind that if Google sets a standard and there's home automation standard, it all works with Android, it all, and developers can write hardware interfaces for Android devices. This is all good. The question it really is, will people adopt Will they? You have to get critical mass to make this work, right? And, and and will that happen, Kevin? Do you have an opinion on that? Well, I think you know we're all. This is the thing I always said about the, the two halves of Android, in that um, all the little consumer electronic devices are running Android. Um, they're starting to see that happen, and we're going to see more and more of that because it's easier than writing their own firmware, and they can just deploy some release of Android onto that, and they don't have to go and do the deal with Google and try and run Gmail and the rest of it. They can they can just run the the OS and use that. Um, but if if sort of that set of developers can then plug to the, the sort of the, the phone-like and tablet-like devices that we, that we expect as well, that starts getting very interesting. Because it, it, it is, um, it means we've got this, we've got, we've got a shared OS, which is, is, is somewhat interesting, but also we've got a whole set of uh, standard communication stacks there that you can talk back and forth with. So you've got USB stack, you've got a Bluetooth stack, you've got a Wi-Fi stack, um, so they can all communicate over those um, and, and find each other. So the challenge is going to be, can they make it straightforward um, can they make it as easy to use as as buying everything from Apple? Um, and you know, that hasn't been really true of DNA and the things that have that have been deployed um, previously. But there's there's some potential for that to work there, and and, and we're starting to see sort of bits and pieces of that interoperating. And, Let me you ask you a question: Each of you developer types, if you you know, because the, the interesting thing too, too is it brings in a new hardware, it brings in a new developer community, the hardware developer community. If you were going to launch a device tomorrow using Kickstarter and somebody else's manufacturing and using this ADK, what's the craziest thing you can think of? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's a good question. Well, that's that. good. You got robots. Don't you understand anything? <laughs> oh, my God. There's an entire floor full of robots outside. Everything's robots. full of robots. <laughs> <laughs> robots. They, had, they had a flying car there last night as well. Yeah. Did I they? It didn't actually fly, but it was a car that had previously flown. It could fly if if, yes. if you if, if you, you, if you all clapped your hands and wished hard enough. <laughs> I want a remote control jetpack so I can strap it on Kevin and fly him around this press room, all <laughs> Android powered. <laughs> Kevin, I know you're sitting right next to Gina, but if she says anything about strapping anything on, just yeah. move oh. a little bit farther away. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, you know uh, why the ADK conversation. There was immediate like sex toy discussion amongst the oh, my okay. sitting in the. That's where I Jeff just, was going. Maybe I we just know sat that. with the perverts. I don't know, but it was like I, yeah. I, I think get I got the... in early on that tweet. Yeah, I was definitely the, the Android <laughs> powered vibrator. Yeah. Well, there is yeah. somebody made a, a French kissing remote control French kissing machine. You saw that <laughs> right in the news. So I didn't. How does that work? Well, you, you, I don't know. You, you kiss the thing. And then the thing transmits what you're doing to the over the internet to a receiver, which then kisses the other person. <laughs> that, that's real. Okay, but okay, so let's not talk about that. Um, what else could you do? I feel with weird. It? I feel dirty. I, it's very weird. I'm sorry I brought that up. Well, I think you could do. You could. You could. You could program a. Imagine if you didn't just get a recipe, but with the recipe came a routine for your oven to do the ah. perfect. Baked turkey. Ah. Hmm. I'm, I'm stretching here, but, you know, that's what we want to do, right? What all, what all could you do if things were controlled? As somebody said, you know, forget the, the Mondo remote controls and all that. Right. Right. That's, but that's been heading toward death anyway. 
Well, that's, I mean, I mean, Arduino yeah. stuff is cool, but it's all kind of uh, toys. And I, so I, mean, I just think it's smart well, for Google to build. If you just sketch it out and build it, you'd obviously then go and get it manufactured. Right. But the point was you can, you can, you can use the Arduino stuff. Prototype. That piece is fully open source as well, right. so you've got open source on both sides. Arduino's dev, dev stuff is, is, is Java-ish too, so there's a lot of sort of shared knowledge you can, you can go back and forth. So I think that, right. was, that was like a, oh, you know, a, a thousand um, child hobbyists just got interested, you know, the, Right, here's, that, here's what I'd do if I were Google. I'd say that uh, you do a contest that whoever manages to get to a certain level with a device on Kickstarter, Google will invest some huge <laughs> amount of money to, to license and manufacture. You know what we're going to end up having? A coffee pot in Cambridge that yeah. you could push a button and it makes coffee. It's like 20 years later, all we did is we improved it so you could actually make the coffee instead of just Except watching. Except now it will be an espresso machine and you can make it decaf or not. <laughs> maybe maybe Apple has the right idea, which is like making products people actually want and can use. <laughs> Ooh. What? I just Zane. want the cool stuff, Leo. Forget whether <laughs> no, we No, that's what I'm saying. Is Google makes stuff for geeks. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. That's a point. But that's I, was, I was talking to Dan Gilmore, and he said, okay, I've got an Apple TV. I've got an Android. How do I remote control one with the other? And you no. can't at the moment. There's like yeah. a double twist has just hacked in sending music from one to the other. But... They had to reverse engineer Apple's protocol, so who knows how long that will last. But truthfully, um, come on. you got a choice between an Apple TV and a Google TV. Let's leave out Roku and some of the other guys, but say Apple yeah, TV, I, Google TV. Which one do you buy? Well, I, I bought the Apple TV, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, you but, can, but wait, you can control the Google TV with your Android phone. Does that change it? But I can control the Apple TV with my Android phone. No, no, you can't. You have an, it comes with a remote. It, which I've lost down the back of the sofa, so I have to use the... You know, if yeah. you had an iPhone, you could control it. Yes. Well, I, I use the iPod to control it, but okay. that's that's exactly the problem. Yeah, it's not open. Um, but, I understand, but 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 it could be. You know, they, they could they. But but uh, what I've seen from Apple is that they're going the other way. Um, if you plug right. your Android phone into the Mac, um, it launches iPhoto, but it hides the photos from you. Now that used to work, <laughs> right? There is a USB folder on there that has it's called DSIM and has the photos in there. Right. The numbered it the same way that every other damn phone on earth has. Right. But iPhone is deliberately handling the Android one, so that's you know I'm cool shenanigans there. Um, so I think Apple is, 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 is playing with this to say, okay, can we make this feel a little more awkward for you? Um, as opposed to, can we make our one feel better? You know, and it, maybe it's just a bug, but it's a bug they could fix and, and they probably deprioritized. What else did, uh, what, other, what other Android uh, news is there? So, so Ice Cream Sandwich is coming later this year. That will unify yep. the two platforms. 3.1, which is a fixed honeycomb, and, and after using honeycomb for a little while, I can see why they might want to fix it, um, will come out soon. I mean, honeycomb's interesting. I don't know. What, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you think, Gina? I mean, I, th this is the first time I've spent a lot of time playing with honeycomb. I had the Zoom for a little while. It just doesn't, yeah, I mean, doesn't the, wow the, the me. tab is really cool. It's a nice tablet. It's a good weight. The power button is in a sensible place. I mean, it made me really look at Honeycomb great. again and get like, oh, this is, you know, this is something I'm kind of excited about, right? Because it really felt half-baked on the Zoom. I think one of the, thing, the things that I was really excited about yesterday was the, the OpenGL head tracking demo. And I actually think this is Ice Cream Sandwich. I don't think that this is Honeycomb. Um, but the, but, but uh, Ice Cream Sandwich could recognize... Um, 
the head movement and sort of adjust yeah. the perspective on on screen, which is really cool. And that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it could recognize facial features, so it could change the eyes and the mouth and the nose. And then um, the video, and I thought this would be really exciting to you, Leo. The video chat with um, where you know two people are in front of a an eyesight and a microphone, and one is right. talking, and Android knows who's talking and and zooms in on that face and and it gets close, and the other person starts talking and it knows to shift. As that was pretty neat. As Kevin knows, though, most business video conferencing software does this already. Yeah. Wah, wah. Well, but that's business. That's business. <laughs> but, that's, but that's expensive video conferences. The point is, they 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 just commoditize something again, right? Right. Yes. Um, you know, they, it's like they did with the, the mapping stuff. The mapping stuff is like, oh, there's all these cool things with mapping. If you buy this device and subscribe to it, and Google's like, okay, with software, we've done that. Right. And so they're doing the same thing with this video stuff. And that, you know, it makes sense. Suddenly, you know, you don't have to buy special cameras and um, fret about it to right. do video conferencing. You can just pick up a couple of these things and wave them at each other and so on. Here's so my bigger question. Can you, can you do connect in two ways? One, can you not have a connect device and use this to make your own games like connect? Or second, can you use the connect hardware without anything else and hack it into this? So, so the demos were connect like, but they weren't doing it with the infrared thing. They were doing it with um, the camera. So they, 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 it wasn't as, you know, they weren't doing as smooth a job as 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 Connect does of, of representing you on the screen. They were just tracking tracking the guy moving his head and moving the 3D thing with that. So um, obviously they're, 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 they're edging towards that, but they, they didn't say that we're using the sensors. Well, but here's, so here's that, where I think it that goes. Be a shoe I, that I think hasn't it becomes yet, the new UI, right? It's, it's put that there. Imagine this. You're sitting on your couch, and all you have to do is start swiping your, your hand, and you move things. You know, as somebody who has uh, used Connect to play games a lot, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh oh. No really? good on the swiping. You don't like the swiping. So it's too much freaking work. It's a lot of calorie burn. It's calorie fine burn. if you're dancing and you're already standing up. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure that people really want to do this. It's so easy just to do a mouse. I don't know. I mean, but I'm glad. Look, I'm glad they're trying stuff, and you need to try stuff yeah. uh, to yes. see what's what's going to work, what's going to stick, and so forth. Um, I, I was doing a presentation at CodeConf last month, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have the clicker for my for my you know my keynote slideshow, and I was like, gosh, I wish I could just like this. Yeah, I'm cynical because I've seen this first. I can remember 11 years ago on Tech TV, we had uh, we demonstrated lamps that you turned on by voice right and you know it's a great demo because i can remember jim Lauderback standing there going tech tv lamp on <laughs> tech tv lamp <laughs> on tech t yeah yeah, yeah. The clapper it's just you know the switch works pretty well the keyboard works pretty well the mouse works pretty well uh, it, it has to be a hundred percent it has to be i mean look you know i'll agree the touch interface works that's intuitive you grasp it immediately this pinching the zooming the swiping does work so it is possible to come up with new interfaces that that work mm. um so i'll tell you a funny story I, I walked into the moscone center the other day early to register and uh to register for the conference they have all these cr48 laptops uh laid out with barcodes so you see barcode scanners so you scan your you know to get your ticket and i walk up to one and it's got this screen with a green button and i touch the screen <laughs> of the CR48. Yeah. And nothing, uh, and nothing yes. happened. Whoops. And then I went, oh. And then I grabbed the barcode scanner. But it was interesting because it was representative of this like big general conflict that I have as a developer being here and doing day one Android and day two Chrome is like, right. what do I develop for? I don't know. 
they're both so cool. Android. I don't know. Android. 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 <laughs> I mean, Android was day one. Yeah, I wouldn't develop. But if you Chrome. develop on the web, it runs on Android. That's, right. that's you know. You, that's true. You, you may end up having developed for both, or, or decide which one makes most sense. I mean, the other thing we're seeing is that a bunch of people are using HTML for the UI, and then some, some app plumbing to some other bits and pieces. Um, so you still want to use HTML because it's it's flexible and you can change it quickly to to do the sort of um, broader UI. But then you you want to if you're doing some specific control of something else, then you you go to the native thing. And you know the stuff they were showing today with um, accelerated um, Canvas and accelerated GL was 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 pretty impressive stuff for for, for web dev. It wasn't like Oh, this is this is clearly creaky web stuff. It, it's it it looked good and looked, looked like it was working well. And as anybody who watched Security Now last hour knows, WebGL has been hacked, and in fact, or maybe has been hacked. We V U P E N, a company has uh, claims to have a hack that allows you to get by uh, all of the uh, sandboxing and uh, own a computer through WebGL. So the more of these technologies they build in, the more difficult it's going to be to secure these things. Also. Um, yeah, that's always been the case, right? Right. Uh, I admire, though I have to I have to say, yeah, play with your tablet. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time Kevin has just been like with the tablet. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. The maps look great on there. Yeah, there, you know where I am. Is that That's latitude, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know where I am. Kevin and I are the only people who actually use latitude. It's yeah. true. <laughs> there's three or four others here. I think they're worth a Google. There. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, it's fun. I, I don't need to. My iPhone does it for me. Oh, shut up! Just shut up. So you could, you have to turn on. Let's see. I'll turn on the latitude le layer, and then I will see uh, where Kevin is. Of course, I know where he is, but actually, what, what it thinks I'm in Las Vegas at the moment. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> we won't I hit my location, away, and he goes, oh, I got confused. I think. I'm using like my my laptop as Wi-Fi, so it's got very confused about where I am. No, it's I see I see where you are. You're uh, you're you're not where you are. You're in, you're at home. Oh, you're, really? You're in Menlo <laughs> Park. It says. Ah. I wonder if I, like I can update that. And it says 16 minutes ago you were there. So I don't know what that. Does have going a jetpack. <laughs> it says and you're I at SRI. It says 15 minutes ago you were at SRI. Oh, you know why, Kevin? You probably have other devices with latitude on them. No, that, I think I think what it is is um, we're on some shared Wi-Fi here, and it's doing by Wi-Fi rather than by ah, um, that could a be geolocation. So that's actually where the Wi-Fi. Uh... This is where the Wi-Fi companies things live when they're not at I/O. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I like that. I can well, if I wake it up on this one. Maybe this would, this will this will be smarter about it. You probably have to turn on the GPS and all that stuff too, right? I I, I think it's I think this is very close to being a. a an iPad competitor, but it's the the software doesn't feel as mature, and the lack of apps. I mean, I, I downloaded every app I could find that actually takes advantage of it. Interesting, like the Kindle app, while it's not designed for this, does the a, Kindle was pretty good. Yeah. Does a very nice yeah. job of, uh, yeah. you know, um, making it easy to read and it well, rotates. Things do scale better on Android than they do on the iPhone. If you if you get a you know a previous, uh, that's that I'll grant you that. App. Yeah, I'll grant you that. Yeah, and in the sessions, I mean, the sessions are all about developers make quality apps, be you know aggressively compatible, take advantage of the new you know the the, the new capabilities of Honeycomb and Ice Cream Sandwich, um, but and, and make your apps compatible for all kinds of different screen sizes. Well, and, if, and so, the and the new development kit will do that kind of auto, more automatically, right? It'll yeah, there are tools. more there are more yeah. developer tools that make that easier. 
And, and you know, they're kind of pushing this agreement to update devices a little faster as sort of a motivation for developers uh, to update their apps right. faster. Right. There's Are you hearing experience. any buzz from developers there of things that, that, besides the applause meter, seem to excite them or, or, or they started to think about what they want to develop to? Everyone that I've talked to has been sort of had the same sort of Android versus Chrome conflict uh, <laughs> that I've had. Honestly, the energy level here has been really high. I mean, I feel like people are super excited. I mean, this is like, this is Vegas for, for geeks. I mean, Google gets geeks and they, they just, they know how to present and give developers stuff that they want. So I've, I've just sensed a lot of a really, really high excitement about, about everything. The Ardu Arduino definitely got great, got great, um, Reception and and the Chrome the Chrome keynote today also went really well. We should probably t maybe talk about that a little. A Let's little take bit a break and we will. I was uh, yeah. I will. I was just playing with this is uh, the Google Body, which has been optimized for the uh, tablet, and that's that's really cool. I don't know if it's uh, there's your there's your brain. This is Gina's oh. brain. <laughs> and if I zoom in, ooh, there's your vascular system. It's kind of cool. It's kind of an interesting. Uh, I have enough veins to go around the globe three times. <laughs> let's let's, take, me, a, let's take a break from Google I.O. in San Francisco at the Moscone West Center. It's Gina Trapani and Kevin Marks joining us. Jeff Jarvis is back home in New York. I'm in the Twit Cottage, and uh, we will have more news from Google and the Googleverse in just a bit. But before we go much farther, let me talk a little bit about our friends at Squarespace.com, the secret behind exceptional websites. Um, you know, we talk about the web you know, and it just kind of with the assumption that you're there, you're participating. And I, I guess we really shouldn't assume that. If, if, if you've got a Facebook page or your Twitter account, you're not completely there yet. You need your own homepage. You need a place where you live and uh, the easiest way to do this, the most secure way to do this is Squarespace. No, not her. Not her. Not him. Squarespace.com. That's where the secret behind exceptional websites. If you go to squarespace.com slash twig right now, you can uh, get a tour of uh, all the Squarespace features. There's social integration. There are iPhone and iPad apps. There's seamless blog importing from movable type WordPress, TypePad, and Blogger. Great stats. I mean, the stats package is, you know, I think incredibly valuable. Uh, to anybody who's doing a site to understand who sees your site, where they spend time. Uh, these things let you make a better site. Of course, great templates too. Just go to squarespace.com slash twig. Click the Try It Free button. You'll get a two weeks free complete setup. This is a great way to set up a website for a friend or family member who doesn't have a site. And then you can just, you know, because uh, basically when you all you do is you name the site and you give it a password and an email address. They don't even do a CAPTCHA anymore. Thank you. They've got rid of that. So this is about as simple as it is. And then the beauty of this is uh, you can very easily uh, pass it on to them so that they can do their own site. I love that. I want you to try it today. We use it for our inside Twit blog, and we couldn't be happier. Squarespace.com slash twig. It is just the way to make an exceptional website. And you need a website. And your family and your friends need a website, too. Gina Trapani, Kevin Marks, Jeff Jarvis. Um, let's today's. I think we covered Android. Today's keynote was about Chrome, and they announced these. Uh, well, aren't they just really netbooks, Gina? I mean, isn't that really what they're what they're saying? Hate speech. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> using a line. Isn't it just really a netbook? 
<laughs> it's a netbook that boots up in seconds, that updates itself, and that gets everything. I, I like the way they, I think Sundar uh, referred to regular operating systems like Windows or I guess OS X as well as these like legacy decisions, you know, that we've got these layers and layers of software on our computers and we don't need them anymore. Right. So they built it from the ground up. So so it's a, it's a, it's a machine that boots up instantly, is, is secure by default, and that updates itself, right? So that, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good idea. It's a good promise. Um, and uh, and they, they, they announced they added a few things. They've got a neat, um, they've got a media player so you can play music and, and movies. They also took one of Android, what I think is one of Android's best features. On Android, you know, there's that share menu. So as an app developer, you can hook into the share menu. So you can be in one app and then I hit share that. and then yeah. send it to another. Well, love Chrome that. OS is going to have something really similar. You can build web service like file handlers into Chrome OS. So you can be, you know, they've got this new file browsing system in Chrome OS now. And you can say, hey, for all my .doc files, Add this little button that says "Send to Dropbox," um, which is which is super nice. So you can be able to hook into web services, not just Google Web Services, and, and handle well, different kind of huge. files. That's huge. So which, I'll which be able I, to use Dropbox for storage then. Yeah, you'll be able to send yeah. stuff to Dropbox. You'll be able to edit Yay. different types of files That's and huge. different web services, which is which is which is huge for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and full full jailbreaking built in. They made it clear that they were encouraging <laughs> developers to jailbreak and that their partners wouldn't like that, but they were doing that anyway. I they thought say that that it's was a jailbreak ready. I love that. Jailbreak ready. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which was which of course got great reception. Yeah. In fact, they they showed a video that was really uh, really really great about you know throwing your Chrome OS notebook in the river and then you know you'll still you. Don't lose a thing. Everything is just in the cloud, uh, but don't throw it in the river. But if you do, <laughs> everything will be okay. And then there was this incredible uh, presentation by the Angry Birds uh, guys, or one particular guy who had a sweatshirt, which I was coveting. It was a red sweatshirt with an Angry Bird, the, the red bird face on it, and uh, announces that Angry Birds in the Chrome Web Store, and immediately loses everybody in the room. You just could trying, play it in the browser. In the yes. browser. Yep. Yep. Uh, is that HTML5? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. It, yeah. Well, it's yeah. They they said they were using WebGL and falling back to Canvas if your browser doesn't have um, WebGL. Oh, I wonder how it works in Canvas. Well, I, it was looking it was looking pretty responsive. I, I was trying to run it on here, but this um, net connection wasn't wasn't being happy about it. Wait a minute, it's free. Wow. It is. It's oh, free, and they sell you um, Mighty Eagles. Yeah. And I've spent right. many, many, many dollars on Mighty Eagles, so it's really not free. <laughs> Far from it. The other big I announcement for developers: <laughs> the up, the 95% 5% cut was a was a big uh, big thing for developers as well. So the Google Chrome like Store they'll take five percent. That's all. That's, that's it. Network theory. That's how you grow networks to be huge. Wow. Right. The but less you I take, the, the bigger the network. The more the network is worth. Wow, that's great. But that's not really competing with Apple. That's competing with um, PayPal, right? You know, PayPal charges you around around four percent. It varies because it's a fixed fee plus a percent. How is it not competing with Apple? Um, because this is this is on this is on the web. It's on Chrome. So it, it's 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 basically web development. It's a web. It's a payment. Apple doesn't sell. Well, Apple uh, does Apple, sell apps. Apple has the App Store. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but you can't do it on, with a web app. Apple. You know, it, Apple is like it's a physical thing on a physical device. Um, you're buying that. You're not. Um, oh, but you're Kevin, not, the, the the wall between apps and the web is going to disappear. No. Yeah, well, no, I think so. Yeah. I don't think but users about, really know or yeah, care. Do they? No. Maybe they do. One thing I if I could put Angry Birds in my care. browser, well, what's the difference between Angry Birds from the right. Apple Store and Angry Birds in my browser? It's the same thing. So it's the, it's going to be the yeah. difference is de minimis. I don't understand why the battery power isn't like 24 hours. 
It's less than my MacBook. I don't understand why it's not free. The machine. Yeah. The I mean, machine. It seems expensive. Well, that was the other thing they announced. Did you see that they announced um, for 28 bucks a month, they'll, they'll like rent you it and, and do a full service um, business. Including ah. um, hardware updates. That's what's really interesting. Now updates. becomes yeah. a, a subscription machine. Do I get free internet access too? Yeah. Oh, I think so. That's Actually, that wasn't quite clear. Hang on. The, the, Maybe you get that hundred megabytes a month. That's probably what you get is the is the kind of minimal internet access, but something. And I think well, for a lot the, of people, for enterprise sales. That's that's if the company buys. I think n number. You not only get the machines, you get and 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 the contract to replace the hardware, upgrade the hardware, but you also get uh, other functionality. I think to manage your network. And if you're a student, twenty dollars a month. A month. $20. And students are in the best shape of all to use this because they do have Wi-Fi all over campus. You bet. Yes. And they lose laptops like like fiends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great solution. You know, it's funny. When, when Abby arrived at college, they, sh they rent you a bike. Same idea. Because your bike's going to get stolen anyway. So might as well just rent it to you. <laughs> right. They're just like community I, bikes around campus. It's a community so you can bike, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yep. When I dropped Jake off, I made the mistake. I don't know if I told the story or not. I was moving something around in the room, and the bookcase fell and cracked right into his roommate's brand new machine. Oh, oh no! I was off at Best Buy that night, frantically buying oh, him Jeff. a new machine. Oh my god! Oh. oh, oh for Chrome. Chrome will look very cheap right now. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. so, yeah. Um, and do these are they attractive? Do they look like? I mean, the, the picture I'm looking at, I don't know if this looks is better real. than the CR48, like right? Yeah. yeah. The CR48 is, is very black. Um, CR48 is horrible. Mac. Yeah. They, they, look, they look pretty pretty shiny. <laughs> so you guys don't have yours yet, so you can't hold them up. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the Asus uh, model, which looks uh, kind of surprisingly like a MacBook Air, actually. So 20 bucks a month. You get a, of course, internet access is free for students because, as you say, Jeff, they already have Wi-Fi. But if, but it does it have three? These have three G built into it too. They they can do. They're offering options for that. So that um, Samsung said forty nine for Wi-Fi and four nine nine for three G. So I think we're going to see. This will be interesting. We'll see uh, if if a, a whole ecosystem springs up around these with some people providing, you know, free stuff. Uh, in return for yeah. a two-year contract, that kind of thing. Well, this is, this is definitely first, the, like, give this to your parents machine. Well, it's so secure. I mean, that's the idea. Okay, here's Angry Birds. Now, what is this? I get an SD version or an HD version? It'll load HD, I think, by default. Answer, but did you answer me that? Why is it just a parent's machine? Sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Were you saying something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm by a bird. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> it's the zero tech support machine. That's right. the idea, right? Yeah. But, but Sundar is very big on saying this course. is secure, this is secure, this is secure. Yeah, yeah. I also wonder why it's not, I mean, I guess I'm confused here. If, if we if you were all cloud livers and here we are the uh, what, what are we cloud livers livers cloud livers livers uh, as in people who live in <laughs> my liver uh, is now the cloud size of the cloud after last night no. if my liver could only be in the cloud <laughs> <laughs> all right you cloud livers was in the cloud the other night <laughs> we're cloudisans we're all cloudisans ooh isn't that wonderfully awful i like cloud livers <laughs> <laughs> So if, if here we are, the show about cloud, right? Yes. 
Um, yeah. Then what, shouldn't we be seeing what the advantage is of living fully in the cloud then versus the advantage of having the machine? Are we just trying to say, I don't like this automatic gear shift. I like my, my I like to be in control of my car. What's no, the, I, what's that, the, well, I agree. I really see the advantage of living in the cloud. That's, that's basically how I've been you know, living the last few years is all my stuff is now um, in Google Docs or um, in Salesforce or in you know, something out, out there that isn't on the machine. When yeah, I have nice to place. stick it Salesforce, onto the machine, yeah. it's, it's a bunch of work. It's like, oh, I've got to go. It's not on this one. It's on that one. What a pain! How do I get? How do I? How do I stop that happening? Is this? So, yeah, is it going to be? You know, I'm thinking of two examples right now of of how this doesn't work for. Like, for instance, Angry Birds. I don't know what's wrong, but it's not playing. I got the music. I don't got a picture. Oh, like your Microsoft machine never does that. Well, I'm just saying. And then I tried to sign up for the music service on my Android device, and I guess Google didn't test their. Um, their terms of service because it went on so long I couldn't get to the button and I couldn't <laughs> scroll down. I can't tell you how frustrating this was. Okay, Grandpa. Like, we, will okay. Make, we will make every effort to make it so that you cannot accept the terms of service. I couldn't. <laughs> we want to really make sure that you want it. I had Leo. to go to a desktop because I couldn't do it on either the tablet, the iPad, or, or the phone. Um, so it was like these things. Frustrating. You're, 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 you're obfuscating, Grandpa. I'm too What's old. What's the advantage? What's the advantage of having, uh, you know, a, a, a local storage machine with all the software there, all that kind of stuff, versus the cloud? Where, what, 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 what crosses the line? The same for you things Access. The same things happen. I understand. Yeah. And so, uh, what I'm confused about is why Google at the event would 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 dismiss the machine as a grandma machine, when you'd think they'd be pushing it as no, 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 don't forget about all this other stuff, all these other worries. Just we we we'll take care of you you know, with a great machine that has the full power of the cloud. I, I, I don't get their positioning. I mean, there, there definitely was that. There was definitely the slide that was like, the internet is bigger than any hard drive you will ever have, so you should just store everything in it. I mean, there was definitely that angle. But there was also the like, hey, we know you're developers and you like your big fat IDEs and you've got your specialized tools. And, you know, so maybe for the nerds who want to, oh, you know, who are building okay. their own All PCs, right. maybe, maybe it's not for you. Just but keep in mind that this is a great machine to share, to have in a family, to give to your parents. And when you go home for Thanksgiving, you're not going to have to do tech support. So how do you I, mean, think, I think they, they, they took market? a couple angles. How do you think Samsung and Best Buy will market this? What, what's, what's their pitch going to be, you think? No, they Good have question. no. There's no pitch. <laughs> <laughs> they want to sell you an HP loaded down with a lot of crap. No, actually, actually, Leo, laptops are lost leaders in all these stores. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're not, they're not profit at all. They want to sell you, what they want to sell you is the bags and the plugs and everything else. And the service. Which right, they won't so the, be able to sell you with and the this. service. So I think they might actually be pushing this. This might be a the reason the price might be up there is because it finally gives them margin in the stores, hmm. and you get an ongoing relationship. You know, if you sell access with this, that's far more lucrative, right? Because you know, AT and T will pay. I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. This is the Google Wave, Google TV of this Google I.O. <laughs> yeah, going. next Google I.O. 2012, Chrome OS will be done. This is not going anywhere. We will talk is in it one the year. OS? Chrome OS, Chrome, what do they call them? Chrome Crapbooks? Crap, Chromebooks? Chromebooks. Crapbooks? I don't want a crapbook. I don't think anybody does. I don't think this is, I don't, I just. Okay, I don't argue with that. So so then why the heck You know what Grandpa should buy? An iPad. Android devices. Well, an iPad. At some point, maybe Android will be competitive. But right now, an iPad. 
right? And it's about the same <laughs> price. It's a little more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. More fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I got to say. Believe me, I, I'm rooting for Android. I'm not, I, and I'm rooting for Chrome, but I just don't see it. Yeah. There goes the pin and the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Especially without Netflix. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, well they, they showed their own video store as well, but yeah, it's, it's not oh, the same good. Netflix. It's oh, good. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> got, get another damn video store, yeah. I, just, I can't wait to rent movies from YouTube. <laughs> you're you're the cynic today. I am. I don't know why. I, well, because uh, uh, look at this is like the third Google I/O in a row. That I know. No, I mean, you're right. You're they right. Keep floating false. these you're ideas right. that just don't. Uh, but I I do think the strongest thing that they said at the Google I/O this year was the Android everywhere. I would like to see them develop a platform Android as a platform for mobile, for portable, for small unit devices. You know, but I just don't see them on the desk. I don't see a desktop play, and I don't see a cloud play for them. Well, I think the other thing is—is—is—is is, 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 is the netbook just dead? Yes, of course. It died a year ago. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sales it, went down. Yeah, sales went down. Everybody bought tablets, or I'm sorry, mm -hmm. iPads. iPads, not actual tablets. Yeah, no, not even tablets, just iPads. <laughs> I was trying to be—I was trying to be generic, but there's no point in it. It's obvious. <laughs> and you mean you know that the first accessory for Honeycomb is going to be a keyboard? So, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to have a tablet plugged into a keyboard anyway. That cracks anyway. me up, though. I mean, I see people with uh, their, their iPad in a case that what marries a keyboard Just to it. get a laptop. Get a laptop, for crying out loud. Use a Mac Air. <laughs> if you want a laptop, get a laptop. I can hear myself. <laughs> Kevin's taking pictures of me with his, uh, <laughs> with his tablet That's right another. Dis by the way, big disappointment on at least this hardware, and I don't know if it's the, the same on the 7-inch, on the, uh, uh, but like my barcode scanner doesn't work, my HDR, pro a lot of camera programs crash on, really? this, oh, on, on the, this device. On the tab? Yeah. Oh. What kind of scan you got there? A stand you have there, uh, Leo? Oh, this is an iPad stand that I'm just uh, adapting. You know, It'll hold any, any extremely expensive, thin consumer... <laughs> Garbage. Well, just perfect. <laughs> what are you showing there, Kevin? What do you got? I was showing the Angry Birds and, and Gina. Hang on. Angry Birds and Gina. <laughs> two, two for one. I think Honeycomb I, I on Google TV bird. is interesting. I think they might actually be able to pull that out of the fire. That's cool. That's, I'm, I'm more skeptical about that. Really? Yeah. I'm really confused at what I'm seeing. It's almost like an augmented reality browser for Angry Birds. I can't is he quite hit Gina. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> Um, all right, there's still <laughs> tons of other stuff to talk about. I mean, it's not all just Google I.O., so um, we will we will get back to... Uh... There is? There is. There is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't got Wi-Fi. We don't know. You know. Nothing <laughs> happened. Showing what Google, the the Wi-Fi here has been Microsoft awful. did not buy <laughs> Skype. Nothing happened. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. We got Nothing that. has happened this week. Everything that is of importance in the world is happening right now at Moscone West in San Francisco because Kevin Marks, Gina Trapani is there. Jeff Jarvis and I are watching from afar. <laughs> and we will be back in just a bit. Speaking of uh, Netflix, let me uh, offer you a free month of Netflix, which will run, by the way, on your Google TV, so you're not completely left out in the cold. Um, and I hope that they put the new Netflix interface on uh, Google TV because uh, I just love 
how easy it is to use Netflix on your Apple TV, on your Roku box, on lots of Blu-ray players, lots of new TVs. Of course, your PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, uh, your Nintendo Wii. Netflix everywhere. And why do you want Netflix? Well, of course, you, you probably know about their DVD by mail business, but the, what they're really doing great with is this streaming stuff. And it's not rentals. You know, I hear, I hear Google and Amazon saying $3.99 to watch a movie. No, $7.99 a month, all you can eat. And there are tens of thousands of movies on Watch Instantly. I feel no need to rent movies, I have to say. Well, okay, the other night, Henry wanted to see Donnie Darko, and it wasn't, you know, I had to get the DVD of it. And I was in a hurry, so I paid $2.99 to Amazon. So occasionally, you know what this really does is it conditions you to getting movies the minute you want to watch them. So many great flicks on here. And you can watch them instantly on your Mac and PC as well. And, of course, as Gina well knows, all of Glee or season one and two on here. And I presume season three will be on as soon as it's done. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have to wait for the discs anymore. Now, of course, uh, I will put Donnie Darko, the Blu-ray, on here because I will, I will want to see the Blu-ray version of this later. But I just, I just, I'm a huge Netflix fan. I, if you've not tried it, please... Go to Netflix.com slash twit and maybe tell friends and family too uh, that it's out there. Netflix.com slash twit. It's great on your iPad too. I would love to see a Netflix app on Android. I think that we're getting close. I don't know what the deal is on that. But I would well, just... the, wasn't the deal that it was it was DRM issues, but right. if they if the studios have allowed you to rent movies on there, then they, then they must be happy with the DRM. They so must have figured that, out a that, way. That, that's promising. That, yeah. Because the, the issue is not anything technical on Netflix side. It's them persuading yes. the studios that Android is secure enough for them to do it. Yeah. I mean, so, and I, I, for instance, I love this is 16.9. I mean, the real, the biggest thing about this, this is that, that it's a widescreen compared to the iPad. So this is just like made for watching, you know, yep. games, Game of Thrones or something. Actually, the HBO app is on here, so I can watch Game of Thrones on here. So that's cool. Uh, the HBO app is on Android as well? Yeah. Isn't oh, it, it is. Am I wrong? I thought it was. I need the smart cover. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. No I'm really cover. sorry to say it. No, yeah, it's one great. of my favorite things about the iPad. It's great. Not even yeah, any magnets smart. in here. You, yeah, could just duct, you could duct tape it on. <laughs> duct tape it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, I'll just you know, weld the hinge oh, on floppy. And then it would just go like this. But you need a stand, you know? <laughs> Yeah, not quite. Yeah. A little not frustrating. Not quite the same effect. Meanwhile, back to Netflix. I don't know how we got off the subject. Netflix.com <laughs> slash twit. Watch instantly. I love this movie. I'm such a romantic. The American President. Uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Great movie. Annette Benning, Michael Douglas. It, you know, it's not. It's fiction. It's about the widowed U.S. president who falls in love with a Washington lobbyist and their fairy tale courtship. Hey, this is a democracy. Forget Kate and Wills. We've got Michael Douglas and Annette Benning. Netflix.com slash twit. Enjoy. You will. I know you will. So what about, uh, actually, you'd be a good person to talk uh, with this uh, about, uh, about this, uh, Kevin, because you uh, are a big voiceover internet guy. You did uh, Ribbit for British Telecom. Right. What the hell? $8.5 billion for Skype? Does that make any sense? Um, it makes some sense in that the, they're buying a very large customer base. Um, and it's a, it's a direction thing for them, for, for their phones, sure. So if given that, you know, in my head, it was like, we should be able to standardize this stuff and interoperate on this um, soon. And that we're, start, we're starting to see that. Um, but Skype is still the biggest install base and is, is in many like measures the biggest telco. 
So um, Microsoft buying that is it fits in with their making their mobile strategy more. Right. Um, but but the, the the question then comes: Is Microsoft going to maintain the the non Microsoft platform versions of Skype, or are they going to let those rot? And that that becomes tricky. No, I hope not. that's not true. Because the, the Skype has succeeded by building clients on lots of different platforms, right. whereas we're we're stuck with you know on the Mac we're stuck with with a balkanized thing that they promised to um, open up and Face they haven't time. yet. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It has to be it has to be cross platform. It has to be open, doesn't it? Right. I well, does it have to be open? I, I, I guess Skype's cross platform without being open. Yes. Um, but that's you know, that's his strength and his weakness. His strength is that it's um, it is cross-platform um, and it works reliably on a bunch of different platforms, and we can use you can use it to without worrying what people, someone's running. Um, but the um, that's the challenge for you know the rest of us out here saying okay for an open alternative how do we do this? Um, can we actually you know we know that we have the again we have the technology we know how to do voice over IP. This is not new and magic. This is there's a bunch of protocols that are standardized for that. The tricky part is discovering um, accounts and, and deciding how you call them. And that's the piece that Skype has got, has got down nicely. Um, they've got, but they've got their own private version of that. So you know, the other counterplay is that it's, it's, um, it's, it is a large social network. It's a place people go to chat and talk to each other as well as make phone calls and video calls. There are a lot of people who use um, Skype chat the way that you know, us old guys use IRC or lots right. of people use um, Gtalk or whatever your, your your favorite chat is. There are lots of people who just, who just live in Skype chat because that's their their IM or their business IM. So that piece um, coupled with Messenger would probably make Microsoft a very big chat player. Well, that's the thing that surprised me because Messenger kind of does everything that Skype does, including video calls. Mm -hmm. But so they're but really only, not. But only some other Messenger users and only on Windows. Right. Right. What about the idea that Microsoft uses Skype in their business in their enterprise? And of course, gets the benefit of this customer base also. And then, because they are a they are a stakeholder in Facebook, let's licenses uh, some of it to fa you know who could really use this is Facebook. That's where I think the real benefit is. Yes. And I wonder if Microsoft didn't think, yeah, we can make a little money on the side by relicensing it over to Facebook. Imagine uh, embedded video chat in Facebook. I think it would be huge. You know what it does? It gives you um, chat roulette without the. Without the penises, the peni. Yeah, <laughs> right, because it's, it's your friends, and uh, friends you're not going to do it. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> rub it in, Leo, rub it in. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of you specifically, but now that you mention it. Um, no, I, I think that that's, uh, I think that, uh, to me, now, I know that there were rumors that Google was trying to buy it, Facebook was trying to buy it, Microsoft swoops in offering a huge amount of money, $8.5 billion, and, and doesn't, does doesn't it eBay feel like a dork. No, you know what? eBay made money. Because they still own that They have it? a 30% stake. 30% is 2.5 or 6 billion. They made a billion dollars. They made more on this sale than they did in the last sale. Is that amazing? That is. Uh, wow. I mean, when you, when you sell Skype for that much money... <laughs> yeah, they're not feeling like dorks. No. Okay, I take it back. There's, there's Meg Whitman's no going, way. I told you, you should have elected me. Um, I think the Facebook just didn't have the money probably to buy eight and a half billion dollars Skype. Uh, had they had that in the bank, I think it would have been, they would be the most likely uh, people to make, to take advantage of Skype. And I suspect they may still. That's my point is that Microsoft probably looked and said, Hey, you know, I bet we could sell Zuck a little bit of this. I just, I, when I say Zuck, I want to. 
Yeah, I like I like the impression. Hey, suck. Hey, hey, hey. Um, there is other news, but I don't care. Um, oh, well, all right, all right, all right. One more story, and then we'll get to your tip and your tool and your number. But uh, one more story, um, and this I found in an interesting place. I found it on Hacker News. It's it's in the wrong spot. Uh, a guy named Aaron Greenspan actually posted this as an answer on Quora. He started a money transfer company called FaceCash, and he's very concerned. The California uh, State S uh, Senate Committee on Banking, Finance, and Insurance, uh, there's a law... AB that they put out AB 2789 actually it's it it's effective it was effective January 1st it's called the money transmission act he says this is a ticking time bomb and in 50 days it's going to kill everybody but the credit card companies and people who use the credit card companies like <laughs> PayPal essentially this was a law that was essentially written by something called the money services round table uh who uh, include Western Union, MoneyGam, TravelX, American Express, um, the the credit card companies? They passed this law saying that if you want to be a uh, if you want to transmit money, you have to buy a license in the state of California for half a million dollars. I'm sorry. Close. Yeah, half a million dollars. And furthermore, that's just California, and many other states apparently have similar laws, which the credit card companies have shoved through, kind of you know, sur 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 surreptitiously. In other words, if you wanted to start a money transfer service, a, a Bitcoin or something that actually was allowed people to pay money without using a credit card, without using Visa or MasterCard or American Express, you would have to pay millions of dollars in license fees state by state because there's no federal law. Restraint of trade? Jesus. Big time restraint of trade. And that's what he's saying. He says, uh, this is what we really need is a federal law that overrides the state law. Uh, because essentially the problem is that if you were if you wanted as he wanted to do start a company like FaceCash, you'd have to go to your investors and say the first half million that you're going to give me is going to go to the state of California, just so we can do business in California alone. So if you Doesn't wonder, that violate the interstate commerce clause. Pardon me. Doesn't that violate the interstate commerce clause? That's weird. Well, so California says you can't send money out of California, or you can't send money into California. I mean, that's. Yeah, it does, Wait. doesn't it? It seems like uh, that's why a federal law could easily override this. Right. Um, I think some of this has to do with terrorism. It's such a great. It's such a great. Uh, terrorism is, is a great excuse for for, yeah. for, for so many financial things. tracking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Because if you I, transmit money illegally without a license, you will go to the jail under the Patriot Act. Yes. So this is a very not, nice little knot they've tied here. I just wanted to bring this up, make people aware of it. Check in your own state. You will probably have something sim similar. If you're in California, it's AB 2789, passed into law uh, September 2010, effective the first of this year. And they have until, I think, uh, July 1st, 2011, to get that license. Uh, wow. And, and, wow. Yeah. You, should get, you should get Denise to cover that on, on this week in law. I, I should, because I'll tell you, if I hadn't been reading headline news and seen this Quora post by Aaron Greenspan, I wouldn't have known anything about this. This just stealthed right in under the wire. But that's why I wanted to bring it up on Twit because, Twig, because we have smart listeners who understand the implications. Yeah, essentially, it's the credit card company saying, you're not going to take our business, boyo. Yeah. Well, there was the, the other stealth law this week was... Um, 
the renewal of the .NET domain contract. Did you, did you see that? No, what happened there? Uh, so the the RIA and and so on are saying that VeriSign should only able to renew that if they can do the same shutting down of .NETs that they've done to .coms. So they're trying to extend oh. the, that to the .NETs as well. Oh. And you remember when they took the poker sites offline, the, the .coms went down, the .NETs stayed up right. because it that wasn't under that control. So they're trying to close that loophole by strong arming um, VeriSign. And that was that was um, I think there were there was comments taken on it yesterday. This is why it is so important that you be literate, <laughs> tech literate, and understand these issues uh, because this stuff is happening all the time. And the people who understand it will manipulate uh, will manipulate everybody else. This is why it's so important, I think, for us to do what we do uh, to educate. So two very interesting. We'll continue to follow both those stories. But time has come for our tip, our number, and our tool of the week. Let's start with Gina Trapani, who has... Been very busy at Google I.O., so maybe you don't have a tip of the week this week. I do. I do, actually. One of the one of the kind of smaller, more minor announcements, but one of the announcements that was totally up my alley, was that uh, the Google uh, Gmail Tasks now has an API, uh, which is pretty cool. Google Tasks is one of those things that's built into Gmail. You can you can turn messages into, a, you know, to-dos and, like, manage your to-do list on your phone. And so they just, just released an API. It's been a long time. Hallelujah. And, um, yeah, and along with that, a Chrome extension, uh, which integrates with Google Tasks. So if, you, so if you search for Google Tasks in the Chrome Store, you'll see the extension. With the extension installed, you can um, you can you know key up to the Omnibar and type T and your new, the description of your new task, and it goes right into your Gmail tasks. Uh, or you can highlight text on a web page and, and turn it into a to-do. It's a pretty pretty cool, pretty neat extension. Uh, so you know, if you're not a big to-do list person, but you live in Gmail like a lot of us do. And, you know, you've been trying to kind of get organized. The Gmail task is actually uh, looking pretty good. That's, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, now that there's this API, there's going to be, I think, and, and there's also integration with a few other productivity web apps, like ManyMoon, Productive, uh, and I might do something with to-do text, too. But well, for now, yeah. you can just install the, yeah, you can install the extension in Chrome and, uh, and start, you know, get, getting your stuff all organized. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, if it doesn't work with to-do.txt, I don't want to use it. <laughs> I love Text that. in the mail, Leo. Yeah, no, I mail. love it. That's Gina's great. Uh, f uh, free is it free? No, it's ninety nine. How much is it? A buck? Uh, it's two bucks. two bucks. Yeah, it's two bucks in the Android market. Uh, and t o d o t x t dot com. If you want to find out more about it, it really is great. I use it all the time. But I would love. That's exactly the kind of thing is it's missing is this integration. And Google's right, never cloud, done right. anything with their tasks. They just sat there. It's true. It's true. So it's, it's exciting to see movement there, I for agree. sure. I'm really thrilled. That's great. A number of the week from you, Mr. Jarvis. Well, first, I want to do a little preamble here, boss, to get you scared here, because uh, not only did Jay Rockefeller propose a do not track uh, bit of legislation, also, uh, I don't know if you know about this, Kevin, from your homeland, but uh, on May 26, basically the same thing goes into effect in the UK to match with uh, the EU's e-privacy directive that says that... Uh, Businesses and organizations running sites in the UK need to get consent from visitors in order to store and retrieve information on users' computers, which means they'll have to get an explicit opt-in in order to just deploy practically any cookie, says wired.co.uk. Wow. Oh, whoop, wow. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Alarms. Yeah, now I've talked a little bit more with, uh, That's with uh, Steve Gibson about this do not track, and as far as we can figure from the way it works... The kind of tracking we do to count podcast downloads would probably be okay. 
Yeah, Almost but advertising targeting and such won't be. It's still, it's still bad for media. It's still bad for media. Yeah, well, it's bad because that's it, it's we're ad supported media. I mean, right. If you want to pay for all your media, okay, but nobody does and nobody will. So right. uh, how are we gonna how are we gonna finance all this stuff? We got we got to find the one anyway. So now numbers. Um, I'll do number two. Two. The last week we talked about the brand value and how Google was on top. Uh, well, the yes. Millward Brown Brands Survey came out this week. And uh, for the first time in five years, Google is not number one. Apple is as the most rich brand on earth. I don't know how Rise. they figured this out, but it does. It's I mean, utter bull, but yeah. fine. It makes sense, though. It gives us something to talk about, you know. I think it, right now, if you just think about it in your own head, doesn't the Apple brand kind of supersede the Google brand? Well, it's absurd. No. About this. no? <laughs> <laughs> right on, Gina Trevani. Should the buzzer on your seat work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. What other brand? Microsoft, mm, Yahoo. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are no, you know, Nike, mm. British Petroleum, mm. <laughs> but Goldman Sachs. Up fast. Salesforce, very, very yes. hot. Very, very hot. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my tool is something actually I, I discovered because of this uh, Galaxy tab, this 10.1-inch tab. I was looking, uh, I typed, I Googled, you know, honeycomb apps. And there are fewer than, a, than two dozen or three dozen that were designed specifically for honeycomb. But one of them was this kind of interesting app. And here, this is a good example, Jeff, of an app that steals your privacy. And I don't care. I'm going to let it <laughs> because it's, uh, it's given me some value. It's called Grocery... IQ. Let me put it up on this on the screen here, and you can see what it does. I've got the little widget here for Grocery IQ. See, this is my grocery uh, shopping list. If I if I open up the app, it does I think very nicely use the um, the Google interface. Uh, I mean the uh, tablet interface. I also uses watch this butter. It also uses recognition. So there's butter. And so I can add to my shopping list using text recognition. But what's kind of... Now, so this is a free app. It, it is uh, coupon-based. So, I, and I don't really use coupons, but if you wanted to, you could you could take advantage of this. Here, I had whipped cream is on my list. Don't ask why. I could, I could see... <laughs> we, won't, we don't want to know, Leo. You we don't, don't want to know. know. But, no, I happen to like whipped cream. But I could, I could look and see if there's any coupons available uh, for whipped cream. And if you were a big coupon user, this would actually be really cool. But you don't need to. You can organize it by store, by aisle, and so forth. You can uh, send a list. You can email a list out uh, to somebody. Or, But what I really love about this is there's a free account you set up for Grocery IQ, and this is automatically populated onto my phone. So I could keep it on my tablet. It even has a barcode scanner. I don't know if that... I guess it would work since it's honeycomb enabled. So I could scan in the barcode of things that I needed to buy populate the list on the tablet kind of this is kind of a natural inventory taker and then when i go to the store i've got it automatically on my uh, iphone it syncs up automatically well, plus when, when, when my uh, Android store phone. she can see what's on the list you can see what's on the list when you're at the store exactly and i can even have different Sandy. i can i can add aisles hide aisles i can really this is like i mean that's cool it's kind of an i mean you know <laughs> jennifer's out of town uh, and i've been doing that. more shopping than i usually do okay can you see <laughs> you can also enter in <laughs> Uh, Suddenly, I'm I very guess you interested. Really do like whipped cream. Next week, uh, next week we'll be talking about darning socks and uh, putting buttons on uh, jerseys. I like domestic Leo. Domestic Leo, it's the new thing. Yeah. 
the new green. It also will, you can enter in all your grocery savings cards and things like that. But this is, I think it's kind of a neat app. And now, obviously, they're tracking exactly what I buy. They're probably selling it to these coupon guys. But do I care? No. What do I care? I mean, there's the value out of this, which is I get this great, good-looking app they're making a little bit of money on. And by the way, they, they completely support brand names. So if I entered hot dog relish and then it said, well, which brand of hot dog relish would you like to buy? And I thought that was interesting. Probably they're selling that back too, but that's fine. This is called Grocery IQ, and I kind of like it. Neat. The new domestic Leo. <laughs> Rocking the grocery list, the hey, supercharged grocery list. It's a honeycomb app, all right? I'm just happy, <laughs> I'm just happy to find an app that runs on this thing. Um, I, I do like I do like this uh, tablet, but uh, you know, if if you really want apps, if you want form and function, you really you're going to want to buy an app. But look, I've got the the live uh, desktop, the live weather desktop, and it it uh, this is the current weather here in Petaluma's fluffy puffy clouds. Right, how many how many apps do you each of you actually use in a week? And forget how many you download. How many do you actually open up and use in a week? Not that mm, many. Let's have a look. You, That's you, the yeah, point. You Kim know, and I just grabbed our phones. Yeah, because if I look at the front page of my phone, you know, there's a calendar app, there's Foursquare, a camera oh, app, a Twitter app. That's probably about it, right? See, that's that's what I'm saying, Leo. Is that is that when you get down to it, the the smoke that's been blowing up our ears here is that you know the most apps win, and they both fight in that. Right. Most apps is actually a disadvantage. For this each is of a them. a Twitter app called Twitcomb. It's the first honeycomb uh, specific uh, Twitter app. Although, uh, is it any good? It's okay. Hold, wait for a little while because Loic showed me Seismic 4 Honeycomb. Yeah, that was looking nice. Looks gorgeous. And uh, it will, be, I think it will be, but this is kind of reminds me a little bit of TweetDeck. I guess now that Twitter owns TweetDeck, we can pretty much say goodbye to any uh, uh, updates to that program, which is kind of sad. But yeah. uh, Seismic's good. Seismic's good. And I think, uh, Loic showed me something else that I didn't realize. You know that, you know about widgets. Everybody knows about widgets. But uh, there's also, you know about bookmarks? You guys know about bookmarks in your in your Android phone. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting bookmarks on your home screen, you mean? Yeah, but I never paid attention. And Luis said, you know, we have a ton of seismic. Let me throw this out so I can make some room. We have a ton of seismic, or shortcuts, I should say. Shortcuts uh, on here. And I yeah. never played with shortcuts. I always go to widgets. But if you look, um, an app can actually create these great shortcuts. Seismic has a ton of shortcuts for Twitter lists for search, oh, Facebook that. page, composer. Oh. So I could have a shortcut on here that's a seismic composer shortcut. When I tap it, then it just launches a tweet. Good idea. So, yeah, this is, uh, that's, that's, I didn't, I didn't mm. pay any attention to shortcuts before. So that's a free. Uh, to do text also has one, an add task. I one. noticed that, add task. <laughs> but I, and I also, I keep that add task actually in my uh, launcher pro bar right here. So Yay. the other one that's handy is the contact shortcuts. Right, because so you, you can have direct you can, shortcuts you to contacts. You can direct buttons for, for certain people that you right. call a lot as little buttons on the desktop, with, which makes sense for something this big. I text yeah. my son all the time, so all I have to do is tap that, and yeah. uh, oh, I have yeah. I have too many text apps. So let's let's choose Google Voice, and it will automatically launch. Oops, let's not show his phone number. It'll automatically. <laughs> okay, let's go home. Eileen just brought kettle corn, so oh. the show's over. That's it. That's it. Kettle corn's here. <laughs> Eileen's awesome. Yeah, Eileen's the greatest. Man, hey, the Eileen. Eileen. Yeah, she hooks us up. There's another freebie, by the way. They gave everybody Google. I feel I can't. I can no longer go as a journalist to these events. Google not only gave this 10.1 inch tablet to everybody who went, they gave Verizon LTE modem cards out. Did you pick yours up yet? 
Not yet. No. Pickup starts at, in 45 minutes, actually, 3.30. I guess they didn't want everybody to turn them on at the same time, so they saved them for the end of the day at day two. <laughs> and they gave you those, uh, yeah, there you go, Samsung and Verizon. And then, and they give you those, uh, the crap books. So that's great. You're really, <laughs> you're that's, loaded up. That's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to write a book about Chrome OS, but I, I see, I see the sound. <laughs> Gina Trevani is the greatest. Hey, you know, Wave's back. You should all go out and get the complete guide to Google Wave, completewave.com. No, this, this, is, this is why Chrome will work and Wave doesn't, because Wave basically ignored the web. It wasn't. It didn't use HTML as a file format. That's it true. was like, come into our little world. Whereas Chrome That's is true. like, okay, what if we make the web the only thing on the computer? That's it's a, a very point. simple idea. That's and a good point. Anyway, I can, there's, there's, uh, there's some legs in that, I think. Mr. Marks is a web standards guru, and that's... <laughs> There, there you have it. There's his pitch. He's now at Salesforce.com doing the same web standards thing there. He did at Google and Apple and many other companies before him. He's in the cloud. He's in the, he's Mr. In cloud. the cloud. Mr. Cloud. Thank you for being here, Kevin. Thank you, Gina Trapani. Again, her blog is smarterware.org. She also does that great ThinkUp app at thinkupapp.com. Soon on a server near you, I hope, because it's and really Maybe sweet. in the Chrome Web Store. Who knows? Ooh. <laughs> She's firing up quit. Uh, All right, man. I, I being at this conference, it's like I don't know what to develop I know. first when I go it's home. It's challenging, isn't it, to be a developer? That's fun. It but is that's what developers fun. want: Great is show. projects, things to do, lots of interesting things to do. Jeff Jarvis is uh, any minute now going to be the father of a proud new book called Public Parts. I just sent it in right before Yahoo! the show. Congratulations! So the final edits awesome. are done, right? There are, yeah, this is the final copy edit. There, there are, after I had my fit last week that the copy editor made internet and web and net up, and I changed that hundreds of times, that work is done now. Whew. Internet is again like water and electricity. <laughs> and the web yes. is whatever it is. Jeff Jarvis blogs at buzzmachine.com. Thank you all for being here. We do This Week in Google every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern at live.twit.tv. You can get a copy of the show if you miss it of course at twit.tv slash twig and we'll see you next week on this week in google bye bye